What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Black Health Academy podcast. I'm Lisa A. Smith, the founder of the Black Health Academy, joined as always by my super dope co-host, Miss Get Fit with Jay. We're extending the life of the culture one episode at a time. Listen, this episode is unique because Jay and I have never shared with you kind of our reasons outside of health for making the transition to a whole food plant-based diet. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Um, and then I heard a recent story that in kind of current events that made me look at health and, you know, how we grow to be healthy and how we grow to be unhealthy in a very different way. So I got a super dope perspective that I think we're going to put uh, in um, on the table for you guys today and give you a, a way of looking at things that may hit home a little differently because, um, I mean, it's not like we're not the masters of hitting home, Jay, but I'm just saying <laughs> every now and then. <laughs> Every now and then, it can pay to hear it in a different way. So hopefully, we do that for you guys today. Jay, what's been up with you? How you feeling? Uh, we well into about what solid three, four weeks into twenty twenty one. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling. Sorry, I had to move my hair off the mic. Oh um, my god, <laughs> my long tresses my... <laughs> just keeps getting in the way. I mean, your hair. I swing my hair long. left, it gets in the way. I swing my hair right, it gets in the way. Lower. Lord, you know what I mean? Champagne problems. It really Understand is. me? True. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been off to a phenomenal start. Um, everything that I set out to do, um, I I've done um, in these last few years. And you know, it's so funny that I was just really, really thinking about the last four years of my life since my marriage and well, three and a half years um, since my marriage ended and how intentional I have been about everything. Um, I pretty much hit the ground running with nothing. I made a decision to start a, um, a new life all on my own. And when I started, I didn't have what a person should have when you start on your own, a job, um, uh, like good transportation, good credit, furniture. Like I literally had nothing mm. and it looks crazy to most people and as I started obtaining different things people was were was looking at me like um you know aren't you proud of yourself are you proud of this are you proud of that and I and I will always say you know like proud of what even though I ended up getting the, a good job and had you know end up getting good credit and, and a good you know a new car and started doing all these things and I just never felt proud because I was always keeping my eyes facing forward mm -hmm. because it, it's like I have two kids and I'm on my own. I don't have parents. I don't have grandparents. I don't mm -hmm. have anyone to lean on. It's just me now. Mm -hmm. And so about, well, when I first moved out, I don't know where this, te this testimony is for somebody. I don't know who it's for, but it's for somebody because I wasn't even planning on sharing this. But when I first moved out, I said I didn't have credit. So I went to the, um, I opened up me a credit um, union account, right? Because mm -hmm. my husband and I shared an account and I didn't have my own. I relied on him for pretty much everything. You know, his credit, his everything. And before that, I relied on kind of like my mom. Then I kind of moved out, got married kind of young in my 20s. And then I relied on him for everything. So I didn't have my own anything. Mm. And so um, when I first opened up my credit union account, I was like, okay, start my credit. I want a credit card. They said no. Um, what we can do for you is, well, even before that, I tried to get the um, the credit card where you give them money, secure the 
credit card. They wouldn't even give me a $300 secure account, mm. uh, credit card. So then I went to the credit union, like, okay, well, I know if I have a credit union account and I have my direct deposit come here, they'll give me a secure, um, a secure credit card. They would not. Um, they said, no, what we'll do for you is you give us $500 and we will loan you that $500 back and you will pay us back to, to start building your credit. I said, okay, cool. I gave them the $500. Paid $500 back, came back. Okay, can I get the credit card now? I've showed you I could pay $500. I mean, I've I showed you I could pay a loan. Can I get a credit card? Ran my credit. No, we're not giving you a credit card. And I'm thinking like, okay, I have direct deposit. I paid back a loan. I showed you that I could be trusted. They said no. Um, but what we can do for you is we can loan you um, uh, some more money, but unsecured, right? So mm -hmm. I said, okay. Took out that loan, paid that loan back. Mm -hmm. Came back again and said, okay, I've had two loans. Mm -hmm. I've had, um, you know, my direct deposit. I paid this stuff back. You know, I'm never overdrafting. I'm never in the negative. Can I have a credit card? They said no. Mm. So I was feeling super, super um, just like, you know, defeated, basically. So then I ended up going to them like, I need a car, you know, my car. <laughs> They gave me the loan for a car. I'm like, okay, they will loan me money for a car, but they won't give me a credit card. Mm -hmm. So then I don't know what happened, but I was like, Jay, just try again. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try again. I want a credit card because I want to establish my credit. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm getting ready to buy a home. I want my credit rate as high as possible, not to just buy stuff, mm -hmm. just to get my credit score as high as possible so I can get this home and other things and show a history of credit. It's mm -hmm. not that I have bad credit, it's just I didn't have any credit. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, whatever, I'm just about to, I'm not even going in because usually I'll drive there, I'll go in, I'll look them in the eye, hope they see the <laughs> my sincere soul. And uh, I was like, I'm just going to call them over the phone, tell them, you know, what I want and um, see what they can do, right? So mm -hmm. I call and... She's like, what do you need? I'm like, I want a credit card. She's like, for how much? I'm like, mm, I didn't even think I had a say-so. So I just threw a number out there higher, higher than I would have ever said. And um, she was like, oh, just give me like 15 minutes, right? She was like, you want to hold on? I was like, no, just call me back, right? I was like, I don't even feel like hearing no, right? <laughs> I don't even want to hold for no for. So she called me back. She was like, you've been approved. And it was at that moment where I, it was the very, very first time out of all of this stuff that I actually felt proud. And I realized why I never had opposition before. Like it was, it was always a clear path. You know what I mean? Fill out the application, get the job. Do you know what I mean? Do this, do this, do this and get that. And I was constantly moving forward, but I didn't have any obstacles really. Mm -hmm. It was just me doing what I was supposed to do getting what I was supposed to have, but no one was ever telling me no. Mm. And so the fact that they told me no so many times and I just kept going back and I kept going back and I kept going back, it just really, really um, emphasized the point of just being determined mm -hmm. and, you know, not being defeated because the old me would have been like, <laughs> the old me mm -hmm. would have been like, um, you know, I can't get this. They won't give me that and just been just out for the count. Mm -hmm. But it's funny when you don't have, when you don't have an option, mm -hmm. when you don't have a mother, a father, a grandmother, I tell, you know, Nick this all the time, I don't have a choice but to win at this point. Mm -hmm. 
I don't have, I don't, I, there's no one to run to. I have to do good. I have a family to take care of. I don't have a husband. I don't have a mama. I don't have a dad. I don't have none of that. Mm -hmm. Like I have to take care of these kids and I have to give them a life that I can be proud of. And I want it to be better than the great life that I had because I had a good life, but I want their life to look even better than that. Mm -hmm. So yes, I'm going to go back. I'm going to get told no. I'm going to knock down doors. I'm going to do good and then do better and then do even better than that. I'm not going to get overwhelmed and I'm never going to be defeated. And this is the first time I've ever felt proud. Damn. <laughs> so I swear to God, the power of self-awareness, just you being able to reflect back on your journey and pull out why it meant so much. Yeah. Like, do you know how much like intuitiveness it takes to be like, oh, the reason this means so much to me is because I never had obstacles. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, people. like a lot of people don't have that insight yeah because i couldn't figure out why do i never feel proud of anything i started my photo booth business and i was and i was getting booked you know what i mean like everything i do i always never, came easy it always came easy and that my friend is privilege <laughs> we just talked about that yeah, yeah. before we got I've, on the line and started recording I've we were talking about privilege. had the privilege of nothing really standing in my way yep and being told no that many times it, it did, it did like put a damper on my spirit and my mood. It chips away at you. But it, 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 it didn't stop me from returning. And I could have went to another credit, like, well, y'all won't do it. No, I was like, I'm doing it this way. This is the way I want to do it. This is how I'm going to do it. No doubt. I'm not going to start letting people run my credit this, this, in all these different places. I have a, a goal in mind and this is the way, you know, I'm not saying that you can't, um, uh, what's the word? Um, de deviate. Deviate mm -hmm. from what your plan A was, but it's best to stick to plan A if mm -hmm. you can. It's mm -hmm. best to stick to plan A if you can. And most most people in this situation, you were forced to stick to plan A because, like you said, I don't have a I don't have a husband, a mother, a father, a, a, a grandparent. Like these no kids, aunts, these, no uncles, none of that. Yeah, these babies' livelihood and quality of life are a hundred percent dependent on me. So I think, fortunately or unfortunately, when there is no plan B, then you have no choice. But to fight back and rise up and keep going and keep trying and keep chipping away. Like you said, like keep making that axe land in the same place on that tree until it falls over. Yes. You know what I mean? So you just yes. kept swinging that axe, kept swinging yeah. that axe, kept swinging that axe. And it finally tipped in your favor. Yes. And that's why I was joking with you when you first got here. I was like, oh, now I'm hot. They all on me. Because now every day <laughs> I'm getting these. Oh, you know, take this credit card. Take this credit No. I'm not trying to do all that and get all of these different um, accounts and all this different debt. I'm not, I'm not, I'm no. My credit card is to be an asset to me, not a liability. So. Nailed it. Yeah. And man, that financial literacy is so important. To get, that financial literacy comes with that credit card. But I am so proud of you, man. Like that insight, you're able, you're able to pull that lesson from it. And, you know, when in the end, and in the perfect timing, you know what I'm saying? Everything. Perfect timing. So, yes. yeah. That's why when you told me the other day, like, you know, how you feeling? You overwhelmed. I'm like, I'm in a really good space. Yes. Like, I'm in a really, really, really good space and realizing that the, the power of just having a sound mind and sound body and how far it can take you in a desire to win. <sighs> 
that alone forget can take about you it so far like you don't you don't need i don't have a rich anything and i don't need it like i can literally kick start my own journey to wealth mm. and my you know what i mean like we pretty much are setting the precedence for how healthy our family and our grandkids and all that's going to be so all right let me stop preaching no that's real talk um i think what you just said bears repeating having a sound body sound mind and a desire mm-hmm. period that's all you need. You have everything you need to get what you want with a sound body, sound mind, and a desire. But so many of our people, Jay, are operating without one of those, which is a sound body. That's Some true. a sound mind. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so, so many of us um, are battling mental and emotional health issues. And even many more of us are battling physical health issues. Yeah. And just to add to that, when I was going through the whole, you know, divorce proceedings and I needed all this extra money, one of the things that I was joking to my sister about, is like, you, you're not going to outwork me. I can, I literally am so healthy. I can work 10 jobs if I want to. I can get up at three o'clock in the morning and work to 11 o'clock at night because I'm full of, you know, I know this probably sounds so cheesy, but I'm full of vitamins and nutrients and water (laughs) and all this different stuff that's not weighing me down and bogging down my brain and bogging down my body and making me fatigued and giving me headaches and giving me this, you know, lack mindset because, you know, the healthier you eat, the more self-aware and the more conscious and confident you become. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... Yeah, that was a whole lot, but man, that, and you know what? And I remember when you told me that too, when you were just talking about your divorce proceedings and that, you know, he keep coming, but he, he's not going to outwork me because I'm sharp right now. I'm at my best. <laughs> like you're, you don't even know, like your opponent ate Wheaties for breakfast. Bring it. <laughs> yeah. You know what yes. I mean? And you, that is one way you need to assess your opponent. Opponent. It's not about you know, what family you were born into, what schools you went to, you know, what legs up you have, you know, it's really like who can put in the hardest work for the longest amount of time. Like it's literally yeah, endurance. You, you he never had the endurance. Yeah. And you, you, you're not going to be able to outwork me. And I know that. Yes. So, you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, you need 10,000 more dollars. Let me see <laughs> what I'm about to do because not only physical work, but the you That's can what get behind yeah, the mental computer and, and decide yeah. how to navigate this thing because you're not all fatigued, tired, and and you know over processed, dieted out. Yep, you know what I mean. Yeah, so. you're not sedentary. You don't need to be asleep by eight p.m. to be able to make it through the next day. Like there's certain things that you have to be physically and mentally and emotionally fit enough to withstand. And that's on and that. if your opponent don't have that and they bag, you got you it's in a bag. And that's all we saying. That's all we saying. That's it. It's so crazy. <laughs> like I already know. I was thinking when I was doing my workout today, it was chest day and I was doing my push-ups, and I was laughing in my head about how successful farm to table about to be. It was funny to me, Jay. I'm just picturing you looking so delirious to people. <laughs> just laughing like Dang. a maniac. I'm like, that the world don't even know what's about to hit them. I remember a long time ago you said that, not about farm to table, but somebody was talking to you, and this is before you started like gaining momentum and stuff, but you already had the vision and you like knew that you were just going to be so successful in this field, and the lady was talking to you, and you it was, was like- I was being interviewed? No. Oh. It was like a person coming to you up to you like after a speaking engagement or something but it, you wasn't getting booked like that back then okay, okay. Was, <laughs> but you was like um sometimes i just be laughing like you don't even know who you're talking to yet 
you don't even know <laughs> that you just had the privilege. It ain't gonna, you ain't gonna have this privilege forever. You ain't gonna just be able to walk up to me forever. You don't even know that. Dang. They don't be knowing. You know what I'm saying? And I, this is being said with not an ounce of ego. It's just like, it's just fair. one day you're gonna be like, I can't believe, you know, I was able to get into easily a speaking engagement with the founder of Farm and Table. Like mm-hmm. years, I watched her come up. I was one of her first students. Like y'all, and and I'm saying this because I know that the value we deliver to our students mm-hmm. not because I think I'm the stuff because I'm not always going to be the facilitator that's it's, it's going no, to outgrow I wouldn't me. even have said it if you would say it from this you know no ego or this better than it was uh-uh. just funny it's just like it's going to be such I'm going to be so successful in this field <laughs> and I'm going to be so big one day and there's nothing wrong with that like a man will say that in, in a, a heartbeat, heartbeat. Oh my oh, I'm God. on the stages across the world. And everybody be like, that's my job. <laughs> right. But a woman saying it, it's like, oh, she's so sure of herself or she's this. Right. Well, but why not be sure of Please. yourself? What's wrong with that? Please. Yeah, we've refined this process and people are getting wins. Listen, matter of fact, shout out to our Farm to Table students in our winter 2021 semester. Before we go a single step further, I just want to take time to acknowledge this winter 21 class of farm to table we have 36 phenomenal phenomenal black women who are killing it so i mean weight loss a1c going down i mean it's just really amazing the um the results that they're getting going through the curriculum you know doing the work being active in the community um, just amazing. Uh, one of our students shared recently in our Facebook group, and we shared last night during live class. She said, I just want to share some positive, encouraging news. My doctor wanted to know what I've been doing since last week because we only a week into the class. He said, my numbers are great and I've lost weight. I told him about my lifestyle change with food. He was very happy. And for the first time, we discussed cutting back to not having to take insulin. Never had this conversation before. Exclamation point, smiley face. Right. And so our students like within just a few days, like seven to 14 days of making just small dietary changes, they're seeing and feeling the impact of that. Um, And that is so invaluable. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I am just so proud of these women. I'm so proud of you guys, you, you know, Kelly, Tiff, the whole staff, like everyone. We are putting our all into making sure that, you know, black people understand that, number one, nutrition is a viable treatment plan. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 it can compete with your medications. It's a viable treatment plan. Um, and number two, that health is fully and wholly available to you. And so if you're not sure about that, please understand. Keep showing up in this place. Keep listening to our voice. Keep getting inside the Black Health Academy and listen to those master classes. Keep coming to those nutrition classes. Enroll in a farm to table course because there's evidence, there's proof. I'm sure of it. And for that reason, you know, farm to table is going to just knock the socks off this planet. So, boom, I said it. Listen, we got over a thousand members inside the Black Health Academy now. Um, that's super amazing. So, if you guys haven't listened to the last podcast episode, Obedience Episode 12, um, the best advice I never took. Go listen to that episode where I talk about why, you know, reaching a thousand members was so monumental for me based on some advice I received early on in my entrepreneurial career. So that's a super dope episode. But let's get into the topic today. So, Jay, listen, <laughs> I was so moved recently listening to a story. So <laughs> it's almost hilarious. Wait, 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 wait. You're way what? 
Oh, my way. Yeah, let's get into it real quick first before I share my story because mine going to lead straight into the topic. So for those of you who do not know, Wait What is our segment where we identify something we saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go, wait, wait what? what? So my, really quickly, um, I was speaking with someone a while back and they, they love animals and they consider themselves to be you know, really humane and kind and kind-hearted when it comes to that and people and and I was like well if you're so humane why do you still eat animals mm -hmm. that is not humane to eat animals and they were like well I can't blame me I was raised like that mm. so that was my way what like wait what I can blame you actually I can't blame you for what you ate up until the point you became a, a full conscious adult. <laughs> right. But I can definitely blame you now. Just like you make the decision not to do certain things that you were... Um, because all of us have seen things growing up. And I remember um, growing up with a friend of mine. She had a child young. And watching her, I, I she is half the reason why I'm the parent I am today. I watched her make all these mistakes. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not, oh, I'm not doing that. And I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. So we can make a conscious decision to not do mm -hmm. the things that we saw or yeah. experienced coming up. Absolutely. Yeah, that's in conflict with our values. Yes. I mean, it just is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So that that is like, yeah, I, I was raised that way. And I think that is a, a reason or an excuse that a lot of people lean on. But you're right. Like, unfortunately, I was raised that way has an expiration date. You know what I mean? Honestly and truly, it has an expiration date. And so once you reach a certain level of consciousness, I was raised that way. It's no longer available to you, period. They can't coexist. Yeah, healing is your responsibility once you become an adult. You know, the trauma Absolutely. doesn't belong to you, but the healing does. And that and that's just, unfortunately, that's a, that's a tall order um, because there's layers. Mm -hmm. Some people are dealing with sexual trauma. They're not thinking about not being, you know, inhumane to animals. Right. You know, yep. like, I ain't got time to think about that. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, it depends on how much do you want to be fully immersed in this lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Because the more you do, the better out the outcome is for your emotional and mental health. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, and for everybody else. Because the more you come into consciousness and start aligning your behaviors with what you say your core values are, then that will spill over into every relationship and every area of your life. It can't help but not to. It, I mean, it's really by default. Truly. You don't have to be intentional about that. Honestly. Thank God. Finally, someone ain't got to think about all the time. <laughs> Lord. Okay, listen, Jay. So I was listening. Here's my way what. I was listening to this news story and I got super sad. So there is um, an animal called the Northern White Rhinoceros. Mm-hmm. Um, in Kenya and Africa and the last male the last male northern white rhinoceros died his name was Sudan he died at the age of 45 in 2018 mm -hmm. okay and there are two northern white rhinoceroses left on the planet but they're both female so it's the wife and the daughter of Sudan who passed away so that rendered the white northern rhinoceros as something that I didn't even know that this term existed called functionally extinct because they're not completely gone, but it's impossible for them to reproduce because there's no males left. Wow. 
Jay, this was so, I almost cried. Listen to this. And I'm like, oh my God. And so this, these Northern white rhinoceros, they are considered functionally extinct because they can't reproduce. And so now basically it's just a matter of waiting for these last two to die before they're officially extinct. Right. And rhinoceros are like the second largest animal after elephants. Mm -hmm. So they like thousands of uh, pounds and all this stuff. So, and essentially the reason they're becoming extinct is because of humans. Number one, hunting them because they're so large, they're hard to miss. Like they can't hide. And then number two, their horns or husks or whatever, you know, uh, um, in Chinese medicine, they believe that the Northern white rhinoceros uh, husk or whatever are really medicinal. So Mm -hmm. they murder them for, for that. Oh my God. So it made me really, really sad first and foremost. And the first thing I got to thinking about was, you know, the compassion that we have developed for other sentient beings since becoming Mm plant-based. Like both of us, all of us, we did it for our health. You Mm -hmm. more mental health, me more physical health. And then all of that began to equally mean something to all of us, mental and physical health. But then it started moving more into just like overall compassion for living beings. Mm -hmm. Right. And just the idea that, you know, another living species on this planet that has a purpose that serves a purpose on this planet it's literally becoming non-existent because of like crazy human greed. Mm-hmm. Number one, intentionally hunting them. But then also, and I didn't even think about this part, like stealing their land, literally mm-hmm. building things like shopping malls and stuff because giant animals need vast land to graze on. So literally like developing land has also killed them off because mm-hmm. the amount of land available for them to live on has sh- shrank significantly over the years. And so I was just like, my mind was being blown away at the ability of humans to just really think they're the top of the food chain and destroy other living things and destroy the ecosystem. Right. And so I know, you know. For me, I remember when I made a commitment, like when plant-based started for me evolving outside of the kitchen, it started with my body care and I started getting into, oh my God, what am I washing my body with? What am I washing my hair with? Toothpaste, deodorant, all that stuff. You know, then it started extending. Okay. So it went to the bathroom. Then it started extending to the bedroom and I'm like, I'm not buying any more leather clothes. I'm not, you know, no more wool, no more animal, you know, nothing with animals, no sway, you know? Um, And it was just like, I will, I refuse to allow myself to benefit from the slaughtering and unnecessary killing of you know another living being um and I, what was your evolution like with becoming more compassionate about the earth and for me it like even went to you know how I am about plastic and glass and recycling yeah um I think I started like you with my body like oh oh my gosh <laughs> you know so using the line for deodorant and only natural soaps and all that different stuff and and then I don't know when the compassion piece for I'm not using any animal products started. I don't know. It just, it's like I looked up and I was like, I'm not buying any more leather. I'm not, it has to be faux leather. I'm not swaying like you, none of that stuff. Yeah. I'm not doing any of that. I'm not going to, because um, whatever your money is, is what you are condoning. Yes. Um, there is no in between. I know you kind of can separate yourself because you don't actually see you're not there. You're not at the slaughterhouse. Like, here's my money. Right. You can actually turn a blind blind eye to it. But in reality, 
you are condoning the slaughtering of animals where where your money goes is what you are complicit with. Yes. And when I started thinking that, I just stopped, you know, to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some things probably slide through there that I don't know, but to the best of my ability, um, I do not use any type of product, don't eat animals, don't condone any type of animal treatment as commodities. Mm-hmm. So that's just naturally where I kind of evolved to. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think being plant-based is like a gateway mindset to kindness and compassion. I agree. It's just, it's, it's just kind of, it's just kind of natural. You yeah. know what I mean? Not, and this is not to insult anyone. So please don't take offense. Um, this is just for the most part, but like when I went to, you know, all of the vegan, what do you call that? The where we go out and eat all the food, veg fest. Ve- yeah, the festivals. Most of the women there had natural hair, and that's not to say if you don't wear natural hair that you're not fully invested in it. But I think it's just it's kind of like you want to be as natural as possible. Yeah. You start to want to feel like I want everything to be natural. Yeah. I want my skincare, hair care to be natural. Yep. I want my hair, my actual hair to be natural. I want my food to be from a natural source. And so I don't know. That's why when you go into those communities, we kind of look the same. It's like <laughs> <laughs> like a little hippie yeah. a little <laughs> yeah. bohemian. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I think that's what, because it's just like a gateway mindset. You just start once you, once you like open the door. It's just like you went there. Yo, you know what I just thought about? What? Oh my god! Because you're a, you're more hippie than me on a hippie scale, right? But remember that time I went to Dallas and I came back and I told you we recorded a podcast and I was like, Jay, I was walking down the street and I went to the sculpture garden and I just decided to lay in the grass. And look up at the sky, and I was just connected to the earth. And then I decided to take my bra. Oh yeah, and I, and I just went braless, and I was just like, it was just like the perfect hippie description. And I was just like, I just felt so connected to Mother Nature. It was just, and but then remember that time I lived in China, I called you, and I was like, I, we should be so grateful for the trees and the planet, even oh. before we were plant based. <laughs> Girl, you were we, so irritated. I was, so, I was in the worst place I could have possibly been. I'm like, if this girl don't get off my phone, I'm not grateful for a tree, a bee. <laughs> but I eventually got there. But yeah. you, I was just like, this is bad timing. Honey. Oh, it was horrible timing. But uh, I think we, I think at least you and I have always had little indicators that, you know, a part of us was that, you know what I mean? A part of that us was drawn to the more natural because you gave up animal products before any of us, you know, and went vegetarian. So, um, you know, I think uh, a part of us always had that in us, but we, uh, we had these moments where it's just like, and then when we discovered grounding a couple years ago. Oh yeah. You told me about that. You just put your feet in Yes. The get connected just... to the earth. We're electricity. So we mm-hmm. got to get on that frequency, you know? So. Yeah. And we did a podcast about pretty much something like that, where it's like, come on, you got to believe in the medicinal power of food. Yes. Like, and earth. Come yes. On, it, it comes from the earth and sunlight, these fresh water. And hospitals are new when you compare Absolutely. to how long the earth has been here. Like, oh yeah. You, we've been having medicine long before hospitals and, and these official doctors that went to school and got, you know, so yeah, yeah, that's, that, I definitely yeah Western medicine is pretty young. Yeah. Agreed. So, so, after I got over my just like sadness about the last male, you know, white northern rhinoceros dying, 
I started thinking about this in terms of health and people, Jay. And so I don't know. You will stop me if this train gets too far off the track. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> here's what I was kind of thinking, like when I thought about the term being functionally extinct, right? So it's not completely gone, but you're on your way out. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So what I was thinking of is many versions um, and iterations of ourselves, we've lived through many versions and iterations of ourselves throughout our lives. And like the question I want to pose to our audience is what parts of you are functionally extinct? What parts are you, of you are of yourself and versions of yourself are you slowly losing that you shouldn't be due mm. to failing health? So, and what should be saved? So the longer you stay, for example, um, in a job you dislike, in a relationship that's toxic, the longer you live with diabetes, the longer you live with obesity, obesity, the chances of reversal are decreased. Mm. The, ch- the longer you stay in that job and get more complacent and comfortable, the chances of you leaving it are decreased. Mm-hmm. The longer you stay in that abusive relationship, whether it's a romantic relationship, a friendship, a familial relationship, you know, the more the chances of you settling into that dysfunction are increased. Mm-hmm. Right. And so what I was thinking about is, you know, has your health, mental, physical, emotional gotten so bad that you're approaching a point where reproduction of, is impossible? Reproduction in this case is reproduction of your whole natural self or who you were when you were born before all the trauma happened. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so I was just you thinking still on about, the track. Okay. You ain't derailed yet. Okay. Praise God. Um, <laughs> so I was thinking like, how can we recreate the iterations of ourselves that we are slowly losing to toxicity, to bad health, you know, and to unresolved trauma? Right. Many of us are functionally extinct in some ways. You know, they say, you know, you're you're living, but you, you're not living. You existing, but you're not living. You breathing, but you're not living. You're not thriving. And so many of us, we literally waste away, whether it be physically, mentally and emotionally, just from life happening, you know, or, you know, not having enough willpower, enough courage, enough confidence, enough support or whatever to turn things around. You know, and so, you know, we get diagnosed as diabetic. We get diagnosed with cancer and, you know, we give up hope and we start, we literally watch a ver- You ever look at a picture and be like, dang, I remember her. It'd be mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. but you, mm-hmm. you're not that person anymore, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you have an epiphany in that moment that who I'm looking at in this picture is functionally extinct. Like if I don't change something right now, she's never going to exist again. Damn. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> it really hit me. And it made me think of what you and I were just talking about, you know, um, before we got online, you know, like how you told your sister, like the healthy you are right now is as healthy as you're ever going to be if you don't do something. Yeah. Yeah. There's a version of you that's at risk of becoming extinct if you don't take action. Like we preach so deep to me. Every, and it's so funny because yeah. a lot of stuff be so deep to me, it don't even be an appliance to me, but I'm, I'm, I'm racking my brain, like, what can go extinct, what can go extinct, what can go extinct, <laughs> I'm literally, I'm hitting, like, every, like, what can go extinct, because that is so facts. <laughs> Jay, I swear to God, I swear to God, I don't want to lose any part 
of me that makes me unique and makes me, you know, hmm. uh, 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 able to live on my purpose on this planet by not being obedient to doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to drink my water. I'm supposed to exercise. I'm supposed to teach help. I'm supposed to be a speaker. I'm, I'm getting overwhelmed. To- I'm about to jump up and do a dance. <laughs> like, girl, give me a minute. <laughs> I can't. It's too much. I mean, it's not. It's not enough. It's you ask me. No, I'm feeling it too much. <laughs> <laughs> I am so. This is how people be feeling when they get up and do like had a crazy. I swear, it's so. I don't know why this hit me so hard, but you're right. Like I'm supposed to do all these things so yes. I don't lose this part of me. I'm supposed to exercise. I'm supposed to. Yes. I'm supposed to laugh with my friends. Yes. I'm supposed to. But you to even take it further. I was looking at Morgan and uh, Bryce, and I and I made a decision, mm-hmm. or or something hit me that I realized something was go- not going to be the same with our relationship, and I was like, "You're going to have to work harder to keep a bond with Morgan than you are going to have to work with Bryce. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to be the one to maintain this relationship, possibly for your lives, mm-hmm. because she doesn't have the personality mm-hmm. that he has to." Um, you know, you know, he's, I ain't gonna say a mama's boy, but he loves my company. He loves to be around me. He's going to call me. He's, she's not that, not that she doesn't love me, mm-hmm. I know. but she's just that type of person. Mm-hmm. And so I made a decision to do something hard before it even happened. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I'm not going to let this relationship fall to the wayside and I don't care what I have to do to maintain it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when, just like with the credit card, we lose part of things because the ease of having it becomes too difficult. Like, you had a great relationship with your spouse, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all used to laugh and dance. Maybe they got an accident there in a wheelchair. Now all y'all do is sit up and just watch TV. And you you now his caretaker. And, and now, they, like, sometimes you have to make a decision. No, I'm going to maintain this part of what I love at, at, no matter what the cost is. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes things do get hard the you know what i mean what you need is not always on a flat surface sometimes there's a hill to climb Mm -hmm. but is it worth it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean you got to decide if what you need for yourself Mm -hmm. in order not to lose it Mm -hmm. is it worth the process it takes to keep it Mm -hmm. and i was thinking about when you told me because i was vegetarian first and um i was fine with that Mm -hmm. And I remember you and I would always go out. We would, you know, you know how much we used to hang. Yeah. We would always go to these events and all this different stuff. And you, and we would be food there and I would grab food. You'd be like, no, Jay, it's dairy in there. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Excuse me. <Or> whatever. <laughs> you don't eat dairy, sis. So, and then when the fibroids started to um, really bother me, you was like, Jay, you have to give up dairy. You have to give up dairy. You have to give up dairy. And I didn't want to. But I decided that the prize was worth the process. Mm-hmm. And I went through the process to get the prize. And a lot of maintaining addiction is that the prize may be too um, far off for you. Or you're not 100% sure you can even get the prize. Mm-hmm. Or maintain the prize. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of different things that's, that, what is it, make things functionally extinct. Mm-hmm. I want it the old me before the pain and it was worth anything that I had to give up to get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want that version of her back. I want it. And it, and it takes 
it takes things. Yeah. Sometimes it takes a therapist. Sometimes it takes absolutely. What what what? I mean, what is it gonna take? What is it gonna cost you? And go get it. That's it. Yeah. 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 Because you're literally right now, as you're listening to this, at risk of losing a part of yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because. Like you said, you don't understand that the process is worth the prize, period. And that we see that happen so often, but especially, I believe, in communities of color, because we have so many things stacked against us already, Mm -hmm. you know, so we have to work harder to attain what we want in so many realms. And so, you know, our work, the, the work, the elbow grease that's required is insane sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, sometimes it feels like, that it takes so much work to get it, but keeping it, mm-hmm. keeping this weight off, honey, the work is 10 <laughs> times harder than what I did to baby. lose it. The maintenance. Honey. Right. Like, keeping diabetes away, keeping heart disease away, you know, staying yeah. out of toxic relationships. Not, not, now that I'm, com- now I ain't rich by no means, but I'm financially comfortable. Mm-hmm. Staying financially comfortable. Jay, I think about it every day. Like it plagues me. Like mm-hmm. if my if my bank account dropped down to a certain amount, I'm panicking, mm-hmm. and I'm panicking at a number that somebody else would probably be happy to have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, and I recognize that. And so, like you think getting there, but the maintenance of it. But I, I'm like, I refuse to yeah. let this new version of me become functionally extinct. Mm. You know what I mean? You better say that. Listen, do people still do this? I, you doing it? Don't you? <laughs> Listen, I'm not playing. I'm not playing with her. You know what I mean? I'm not playing with the man in the mirror because I am going to pour every morsel of plant and water into you to keep you happy. I'm going to do every movement. I'm going to pour every positive energy into you to keep you happy. I'm going to keep you educated and sharp. I'm going to keep you obedient. Like, talk to the man in the mirror. Like, you are, you will not okay, leave Okay, you me. said the thing you're going to do. What's, what you ain't going to do? Listen, what I ain't going to do is allow anything, any past trauma. I'm not going to allow any past loss or failure. I'm not going to let past Mm. success derail me because sometimes we don't do stuff because it, you know, beginner's luck. It went so well. I ain't trying to podcast. No, they don't get this health. They don't get this health. You hear me? We're going to give it away to them today, Zach. This might be the last free episode. I I mean, I'm saying, sis. Listen, next time they come on a podcast, it might be recorded. Swipe your car. Swipe your car to continue to listen to this. Well, what else you not? Listen, I, I refuse to let past circumstances, I refuse to let limiting belief systems, I refuse to let the fact that I ain't never seen it done by nobody else before. I ain't never seen nobody else put Weight Watchers out of business, but I'll be damned if I ain't gonna strive for it. Okay. You feel me? Like, I refuse me giving up on my dream or thinking or too, what may seem like too big to somebody else is literally rendering a version of me functionally instinct. Like, how you gonna lose her? You, it's like a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, a kid like Bryson, he really thinks he's Superman. Like, bro, think he can fly. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And so you as the parent, us, me, you know, as the auntie, us as responsible adults in our lives, it's also our responsibility to make sure that version of them doesn't become functioning instinct. You can fly. We just need to get some flying lessons first. You need mm-hmm. to learn how to land. You need to learn. Do you need to wear knee pads? You don't strip somebody of versions of themselves. You know what I'm saying? So what role do you play in somebody else becoming functionally extinct? Right. You feel me? Because Morgan just told me the other day, she she don't, she's going to school in Sweden. I was like, okay, you're going to school in Sweden. We got to figure out how much money to put aside per week. And you got to make sure you're getting them scholarships. And you got to make sure you do your research. Find out this, find out and that. And it sounds like you need to learn another language, fam. That's it. I'm not going to, because I remember somebody 
told their child, you should go to, um, very smart child, you should go to a community college first to say, no, 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 no. No, that's no, what no, you no. should have did. <laughs> right. That's what you should have did. No, if you have big dreams, then I got big dreams. We, we're going to share these dreams in tandem because what, Period. you know, what's big for you is also big for me. And Absolutely. that's not just with your kids. That's with your friendship. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Any relationship. And that's with yourself. Man. That self-talk. That inner dialogue. That inner dialogue. You know what I mean? So stop letting health literally strip you of who you are. Do something about the obesity. Do something about the diabetes. Do something about the joint pain. Do something about the headaches. Do something about the fatigue. You can't sleep. That is a signal that your body is giving you. Mm -hmm. Do Mm -hmm. something about the neuropathy. Mm -hmm. Quit letting versions of you, like new versions of us come out way more seldom than the iPhone. (laughs) <laughs> you, every every podcast what <laughs> what <laughs> look start straight and say what I right, say. Like, yeah, I ain't do nothing <laughs> but you're right you running out there to get that new iPhone every time the new Jordans every single time and it's like you missing out on what really needs to upgrade yeah facts so facts. um facts. we we really stopped talking about animals what I mean that was my point I had two I was like, first, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe we're killing animals. And then I was like, oh my God, I can't believe we're killing ourselves. You know what I mean? That was the lesson. <laughs> but the, back to the animals, though, you know, never, ever, ever buy into these big corporations having humane ways of slaughtering animals. Does that even Insane. go hand no, in hand? No, it does not. No. Well, they get to roam freely. For, no, they don't. Well, we chop their head off. They, they're not even healthy enough to roam freely. They Period. have them packed <laughs> and they have them. Um, with all these different steroids so they can get bigger faster. That means that their legs are usually weaker than how big their body is, so they can't even hold the weight, let alone walk around. Yep. They are all in these dirty cages, um, and they and then they're depressed because some of them who have more, I think it's cows, mm-hmm. um, they see their children stripped away from them, and they're constantly staying, keeping them pregnant. Every yes. time I think about that, I just get almost nauseous yes. that... They're constantly injecting them um, with with semen to get them pregnant yep. so they can stay pregnant all year round. That's why the pus is in the cheese and in the um, milk because they're constantly being milked Absolutely. all yep. year round and it's not natural. And they're infected and they're pussy and they're Hormones. hurting and yes. they're dying and they're in pain. And you eat it and you're infected and you pussy and you hurting and you in pain. And that's just that. That's just the short of it. I mean, so honestly, you know, we just really need to do do the work because yeah. it just I mean that it just hit me like a ton of big bricks. Like, dang, we literally like reminisce, look at pictures or just think about like last year. Like it don't even have to be that far back. And you just sometimes look up and be like, who have I become? <laughs> or you can look up and be like, man, who have I've I become? Yeah. You know, and right now for me, it's definitely like, who have I become with a smile? I'm so it's, it's, and what's, what's scary about this process is that what if I never met this person? Mm. That scares me. Mm, mm, mm. How, if I would have listened to certain people, mm, mm, I would have mm. never met this independent, smart, capable version of myself. Big Self-reliant, fact. like. If I want to listen to people who try to instill or, you know, um, what is it? Not transform, but when someone puts on their um, trends, 
Come on now. Don't be looking at me like not transmit, not transject. <laughs> people project. Project. People, yeah, yeah. yeah. People project their uh, fears or you know what they will settle with. What's good for them. Mm -hmm. That's good for everybody. Yeah, that should be good for you. If I don't listen to all of those things, I would never have gotten to know this version of me. And I'm just so happy with this version of me. And yeah. I'm so happy to be able to show this my kids this version of me. And it's just. It's just a, a crazy, crazy journey to have so much faith in yourself to just spread your wings with no cape, no mm. parachute, and just trust that you will not hit the ground. Absolutely. And the parachute appeared. And we are all just flying and soaring and doing well. And Absolutely. I just cannot say how much believing in yourself, trusting the process, even if you've never seen it before. Mm -hmm matters absolutely you just got to pursue your life and your dreams with reckless abandon honestly um and trust that it'll happen it'll work and listen like jay said go out and get what you need to go where you need to be i.e get your tail in the black health academy a thousand people done told you is lit okay yeah, <laughs> go get yourself inside the black health academy listen guys listen we are like working for the culture to make sure you don't become functionally ex extinct. So with that being said, there's a host of masterclasses available, available for you inside of the Black Health Academy at www.theblackhealthacademy.com. It's we really here to extend the life of the culture. Listen, you know, people of color have a very unique experience, not just in this country, but in this world when it comes to health and wellness. And so our mission is to get you enrolled in an ecosystem where, you know, the best of your health and wellness, the optimal version of you is our top priority. So do yourself a huge favor. Get inside this free platform. These live nutrition classes we do every month, those replays, those masterclass interviews with people of color who are experts in their respective fields. This is what we do and we absolutely love it. Shout out to all of our Farm to Table students, which is Farm to Table is our six-week plant-based intensive, are really centered around taking you from where you are, because some people come in as vegans, um, to adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle that's designed for optimal health and performance. So it's not just about not eating animals, it's really about intentionally eating the plants. And we use our unique Farm Canvas, our unique framework to do just that by helping you develop a high level of self-awareness about where you've been and where you're going. So this ain't just saying, hey, step one, drink the water. Hey, step two, stop eating the chicken. No, we build in several different disciplines um, in order to help you do that. So listen, check out the Black Health Academy. Check out that Farm to Table course. Spring enrollment is opening up in about another month. So make sure you get on that waiting list at farmtotablecourse.com. That link is right there in the show notes for you. Um, and we will see you back here with another episode. Until then, be, be well. well.